0: Well, we want to welcome you to Willow Park Church. Why don't we stand for a moment and pray? Lord Jesus, we thank you that on this Christmas night we can gather together and give thanks to you. We thank you for the gift of, of Christmas and we pray your blessing on every family that gathers here. We thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and your grace. And we thank you, Lord, for your love. And we thank you for the gift of Jesus to the world. And Lord, uh, we praise you for every family that is gathered here. We pray that you'd bless our community here in Rutland. You'll bless our city. We thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. Uh, My name is Pastor Phil. I'm the pastor here at Willow Park Church. Thank you for joining us on uh, Christmas Eve. Isn't it a wonderful time? And uh, we get a white Christmas as well out there, and a cold one. Um, If you've never been to Willow Park Church, you can tell I've got an accent. I'm not from around these parts. Uh, I'm from Manitoba. And uh, coming from England... Uh, some time ago, we English people love Christmas, of course, like the rest of the world. But we grow up in schools, and of course, on Netflix, all of you watch The Crown, and um, are probably now watching more of The Crown. And apparently, there's nine series of The Crown that will never end, uh, being commissioned. But you know that church and state are together; they're not separate, and the Queen is the head of both. That means in all our elementary schools, every Christmas, we get to do the nativity play in our schools. And so growing up in this environment, I was always very excited to know what role I would get in the nativity play. Hooray! There's lots of children in primary schools and there were some roles you never really wanted to be. And so teachers in my school were very creative. They'd create lots of different roles. You could be a donkey or a cow in the manger, a rabbit or a squirrel. Because obviously in the Christmas story, there were rabbits bouncing around. Thank you. Um, it's a, it's, and so you didn't want to be a rabbit, although, and unto me, the Lord loves the squirrels, uh, but... Uh, And you definitely didn't want to be a king because king usually meant that you wore some kind of sparkly frock donated by some aunt and, and turned into kingly approach and so on. But the coolest thing that we all wanted to become and the coolest was, of course, we all wanted to become shepherds because first of all shepherds are cool and secondly you get a stick or as we like to call it in england a weapon um in the nativity story and the shepherds were the ones that as growing up we all wanted to be a shepherd of course there was the mary and joseph and that was usually a relative of the principal. um but we wanted to become a shepherd, and all of us, because you could walk through and give a, a swift knock to a, to a squirrel, and, and you could do that. It's amazing, though, that the one thing we wanted to be in the story of the shepherds was shepherds watch their flocks by night. Incredible. Incredible words. But many of us don't realise the shepherds and who the shepherds were. The shepherds were um, a group of people that were seen as outcasts in society. Shepherds, by the very nature of their role, were travellers. Shepherds were not the kind of people you wanted to turn up in your neighbourhood. If the shepherds arrived, there was trouble. If the shepherds arrived, their kids would get everywhere, things would go missing, and we're not blaming the shepherds, but say no more. The shepherds who were the ones with the superstition, the shepherds who were the ones that burnt the tires and had very loud. Camels. The shepherds were the ones that created the problems. The shepherds in the society at the time of Jesus were social outcasts who were seen in a very negative light and who were seen as these travelling groups and were despised for who they were. And yet God chose on the night that his son was born, God chose to send an angel to the shepherds who are the socially outcast and who have no place and at that time in history were seen as the lowest of the low. And lo, unto them appeared an angel. I love that. The one group of people that everybody despised was the one group of people that God sent an angel to. The angel explains what's going on in Bethlehem. And then all of a sudden, a massive choir of angels appear, which would make any U2 concert look like a non-event. And suddenly there is music that would make Mozart and Beethoven and Haydn suddenly feel intimidated by as the glory of heaven, a show that is most glorious and wonderful, is suddenly performed as the angels sing about God and glory in the highest and that the Saviour, the Messiah, has come to a group of lowly shepherds. And the angel said, go to Bethlehem. Well, they knew all about Bethlehem, the town of David. Because although they were having a bad time as shepherds at that time, they knew that there was once a shepherd who made it. There was a shepherd who was the youngest in the family, a shepherd who was the forgotten one, a shepherd who was out in the fields while the prophet came, and the shepherd who was chosen to be King David and to rule Israel and become the dominant figure in the whole picture of 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 ancient kings king david so here was the shepherd that had made it and the angel said go to bethlehem and there in a manger that's really interesting you will find this child wrapped in cloths well they of course knew manger's of course um, they knew it because the, the Greek word for manger was a word, fatne. It's a lovely word. I love even saying it, fatne. It's a great word. I love nearly as good as eggnog. And fatne. And fatne was a term in the, in the language that described a little trough often made of stone, which of course shepherds would use all the time. And the shepherds would always go to the fatne, and there they would feed their sheep and their goats. And fatneys were found all over the landscape, all over the land. And the Lord is saying to them, my son has been born. You're a bunch of outcasts, but here, go to this place in a common fatne where you're used to seeing this and on this ground which is open to you, you can come and meet the greatest gift that has been given to the world. I love the heart of God. Now you might say, come on, Pastor Phil. You're trying to talk about shepherds in a one way to make the story really fit. Well, let me give you some facts. There was the Greek historian Philemon, not the one from the Bible, the the book, unrelated, who is a poet, a historian, and a writer, and he wrote about wonderful shepherds. He said, Shepherds are basically mean people, and their role is unglorious. In fact, he said, It is an unglorious way to live a life, and they are a mean group of people. That's rude. But it gets worse, and that was a Greek writing about shepherds at the time. Jewish writings actually say this, that if you're wandering along the road and you see a shepherd who has fallen into a ditch, ignore him, because shepherds are useless. That's not very kind, is it? There's a shepherd in a ditch, I'll ignore him. In fact, a Hebrew commentary of that time called the Majeure wrote about shepherds in this way. Shepherds do not meet the grade in any way and they are foolish, they are incompetent and basically they are not good enough to be accepted. And yet these incompetent, these People on the edge of society. And if other criticisms of shepherds were, you can't trust a shepherd. You know you can't trust a shepherd because shepherds have beards. And you can't trust people with beards. <laughs> That's true. Right from, from ancient world. They, and they are badly dressed. Have you ever met somebody... With a beard and badly dressed. Yes, you have. You married him. And that's a shepherd, shepherds can't be trusted. Shepherds have beards. Shepherds are badly dressed. Shepherds are rude people and they are rough. Sounds like the average person from Prince George. It's amazing. They are BC men. Rough. Go to it. I think it's a little steep that in ancient history around the birth of Jesus that they spoke about shepherds in this way, considering God himself called himself a shepherd. Abraham, Isaac and Jacob were shepherds. And in fact, in Scripture, God loves shepherds. But here at this time, shepherds were viewed in this way. They were viewed, look after our sheep raise the lambs that we use in the temple, but we want to build a great big wall and we don't want to let you in and you're not even allowed in the temple because you are excluded. You are the lowest of the low. You are socially, you migrate. We don't trust you. We'd like to keep you outside of our land of Israel, but we'd like to welcome you. You can raise all the lambs for the temple and we want nothing to do with you. And yet, at the birth of Jesus, who is invited into the room where the birth has taken place? But the shepherds are invited. What does this tell you? It tells you something about the heart of God. That God's heart is for the excluded. That God's heart is for the marginalized. That God's heart are for those that are under, misunderstood. That God's heart are for those that feel like they are worthless, like they are weak, like they are of no value. That is God's heart. And God's heart says, I'm going to send you the greatest concert. I'm going to throw a party and I'm going to invite you to come and... And meet my son, who is the gift of the world. the rest of the world may not love shepherds, but the God in heaven loves them the most. God loves them. Now I remember when my children were born. I mean, I can't forget it. It was a glorious moment. Our first children, if you don't know me, were twins. Twin girls. It was exhausting. And they were beautiful. But you know, that special moment in the maternity ward, in the private room that we had, that was just for me and Michelle, for the birth of our twins and 15 doctors. um, After the, the child was born, we only invited the most loved and special people in our lives. Our mothers had been outside for 16 hours waiting for the birth. I came out at one point and they were pushing each other down the the kind of corridor in a wheelchair, playing a kind of wheelchair game at about 3 a.m. in the morning. But they were waiting and the moment the babies were born, in came the mothers, in came the grandfathers. In came the special nephew and nieces that were little that could see them. In came the best friends Because these were the most beloved to us. That in the first few hours, in the first 24, 36, 48 hours, these were the people that came and saw the greatest gifts, our children. And in the first days of Jesus' birth, who came? Who did God invite into that most holy of mangers? He invited the shepherds. He invited the shepherds who were seen, not trusted, who were unloved, who were uncared for. He invited them into that holiest of holiest moments. What does this tell us finally? Well, it tells me about a God that I serve that loves us. That even though we may feel outsiders. Even may we may feel alone. Even may we may feel like we have no value in society. Even though we look good, but inside we actually feel very, very lonely. He invites every one of us to the flat floor of the stable to sit around the fatne, the manger. And as you sit there, know That he says, I have made you, I love you, you are not a mistake, and I call you into my very special family. And I welcome you. And So if you feel any of those feelings, I want to remind you God did not make a mistake when he created you. And wherever you are in life, there are no big walls being built to keep you out of the temple. God welcomes you, even if you've got a beard. God welcomes you. Isn't that beautiful? The shepherds were invited in. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you. For the story of the shepherds that is often not told. We thank you. At the amazing reality of you inviting these nomadic people. We thank you that you invite all of us to that place. And we thank you that you love each one of us so much. We are grateful for that very special night when you appeared to the shepherds and when the Saviour of the world came into this world. Amen.